Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And here we are, Allie. This is the pumpkin spiced clinical oh. corner because it's October, you know. <laughs> you know, that's funny and I laugh, but I might be the only girl who doesn't like pumpkin. Really? Yeah. You know, I like legit pumpkin, like pumpkin pie. Like but the gourd. <laughs> yeah, like artificial pumpkin flavoring and pumpkin everything. It's a little too much for me. but I could see that. Yeah. These girls really just spiced it up. <laughs> I know. But here we are in October, time for our clinical corner. I know. So this month, uh, we have a case report, which we've talked about before. So case reports are kind of where they outline specific treatment that was done on an actual patient, trying to highlight a technique or something that, uh, you know, we can learn from. So this one is actually three patients with similar presentations. Three patients, three different case reports, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, three kind of wrapped into one because it's looking at the same technique. So Yeah, so there'll only be one link to this. <laughs> one, Yeah, one article, three patients, one, three case reports. So And reminder, we like to do these for the students and anybody yeah. else listening who wants to further <clears throat> their education on the That's things right. that are happening in the world today. And it was really, really cool. I was actually doing an interview um, about a couple of weeks ago and the person I was interviewing is a current PT student, and she was like, I listen to your Clinical Corner Nuh-uh. episodes. Yeah. What, are we famous? I know. So she was like, wow, who picks your articles? And I said, well, Allie does. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should be laughing at this point. <laughs> but no, it was really, really cool. So I'm happy to hear that the uh, PT students are tuning in and listening to these. So yeah. your little teaser question this okay. month would be, uh, it, you know, if you had someone with a cervical radiculopathy, so for the non-clinical listeners out there. Some of the words that you choose. (laughs) Yeah, so that's just pain in your arm. It could be pain. It could be numbness, tingling, you know, that like nerve irritation. Yeah. Um, That's coming from your neck. It's an origin in your neck. So that's what cervical radiculopathy is. Okay, so like I feel the pain in my hand Mm -hmm. or in my arm. Yeah, it could be hand, arm, shoulder, shoulder blade, any of those areas, the nerves can transmit pain. And we've talked on the episodes before that the location of pain in our body is not always really the source like what our vocab words were the chain right yeah exactly uh, you know a great example is um, people talk about having a heart attack and somebody has jaw pain oh or left arm pain you know yes. that's not your heart but that's where you feel the pain interesting so i our never nerves get, thought of that our nerves can get a little bit confused sometimes yeah. so sometimes we can have pain Numbness, tingling in our arm. Someone might think, oh, it's my shoulder, my elbow. Or I'm having a heart attack or cancer, like all of the WebMD searches lead to. (laughs) But but actually, that can be coming from the neck. So we call that cervical radiculopathy. What's the question? So for the students, it would be if you're treating someone with cervical radiculopathy and things are not improving, what could be an intervention or a treatment or an area that you could look to to maybe stimulate some further progress? Okay. And uh, our case reports will answer that. So um, let's get into it. Yeah, exactly. So Allie will leave a link to this article. It's a nice article because it has a lot of pictures. They're colored. Okay. Yeah. And specific graphs as far as interventions that were done along the way. So that might seem super millennial of me because I feel like some of the (laughs) the 
graphs and pictures that are shown are either black and white or drawings. And yeah. these are like a lot of times real they people. are. These are actual pictures, which is good. And <laughs> like I said, person. they they have nice graphs that show exactly what was done treatment intervention wise on specific uh, visits and you know follows the patient from uh, initial all the way to discharge, which okay. is nice so you can kind of see progression and how things change. So uh, but the title of the article is Manual Physical Therapy Targeting the Thoracic Spine to Promote Centralization for Patients with Cervical Radiculopathy. They don't make these any shorter, do they? Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> They're not catchy titles. Exactly. <laughs> it w- this title wouldn't make it on Broadway, but <laughs> it's a good journal article. Yeah. And we should probably talk a little bit. Um, obviously, thoracic spine just means the part of your back between your shoulder blades. So we break up the spine into three areas, cervical, thoracic, and lumbar. Cervicals the neck, thoracics where your ribs attach, and lumbars in your lower back. Um, so thoracic is in the middle there, and centralization is kind of a phenomenon that happens when we have what we call this cervical radiculopathy or an irritated nerve, and the pain moves centrally. So you might start, you might come into therapy, and you might have pain in your hand or numbness tingling in your hand. Right. We might do a visit or two, and you might come back and you say, well, my hand feels all better, but now my elbow hurts or my huh. elbow tingles. And that's normal. That's Moving a good thing. Moving up the chain. Moving up the chain. We want to centralize it to the source of the problem. Okay. So we know the source of the problem is in the neck. We want to try to get the pain up to the neck. Okay. So we're a pain in the neck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope not. One of the main reasons that uh, we kind of wanted to outline this article, um, since we do have direct access. There it is. And you can come to a physical therapist for any problem or issue to be evaluated. Right. Um, if you're having pain tingling in your arm and you believe it might be from your neck or you're not sure, we can evaluate that. In, even if you've tried physical therapy before, these techniques might yield some progress for you when maybe before they didn't because it's highlighting using some alternative techniques or treating what we call an adjacent area. So the thoracic spine is like basically the foundation for the neck because mm-hmm. your neck sits on the vertebrae below. And so this article goes over uh, treating the thoracic spine through hands-on manual therapy mobilizations to stimulate progress. Okay. And what's uh, similar in each of the three cases is that they were doing conventional treatments for the neck and patients weren't progressing. And so uh, quite frequently what we do in physical therapy is we're reevaluating, we're reassessing on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. And so if we get a week or two into physical therapy and we're not 25 to 50% better, we're going to be digging in, taking measurements, reevaluating, going back to the drawing board and saying, hey, what do we need to be doing to make things better? Isn't that like the scientific process? process isn't it that is. what they called it yeah, it's like <laughs> test retest you yes. know scientific process um we start with a hypothesis there you, go. you know our job is to try to figure out uh someone has pain someone has a limitation we try to quantify that objectively with a measurement of strength or flexibility or whatever say okay we think this is what's causing your problem right. let's do an intervention and then if that fixes the problem great if not we retest right. and Okay, well, that strength and range of motion is better, but your pain's not better. What mm-hmm. do we need to do now? What do we need to look at differently? So we're continually doing that on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. but, you know, formally we'll do that when patients aren't progressing or, like I said, about every two weeks. Nice. So in this particular article, uh, it, they did that. Patients weren't progressing. They were getting traditional treatment to the neck, and they, they realized, hey, 
there's adjacent segment issues, maybe stiffness in the thoracic spine, or believe that that could be contributing. So they started some mobilization, they started some treatment for the thoracic spine. Lo and behold, that stimulated a lot of progress for these patients and caused the pain to radiate back up the arm towards the neck and eventually get rid of the pain. Interesting. So are these patients like in other case reports, like they're the same age, they probably got injured the same way, they have basically the same pain? Um, They do a little bit of standardization, uh, meaning that they want in this, since it's a case series and they have three people grouped together, they want them to fit similar criteria. Mm -hmm. So they both have the criteria um, to be what we call cervical radiculopathies. Um, They wouldn't want to treat three different injuries unless they were looking at how one technique (laughs) uh, affected different injuries. But in this series, they're all cervical radiculopathy patients. Okay. I didn't know if they were all like like one time we did like all swimmers or all basketball players or... They will do things like yeah. that in different studies, but that's not kind of what this is. Right. Okay. So, um, one of the other things that I kind of wanted to point out in this article is that they use what's called a test-retest management approach. And so that's a common um, technique or common thread utilized with a, a certain type of manual therapy, the Maitland approach. And myself, I'm Maitland certified, and many of our other therapists are Maitland certified. And that's very common in our clinics. We use a lot of Maitland. Okay. Um, that's like, like a technique. Yeah. It's what a, is that named after? Uh, actually, a person? named after a person, okay. Jeff Maitland, who okay. was an Australian phys- uh, physical therapist who developed these techniques. And more than techniques, like a classification and treatment system of okay. how to look at certain movements. Okay. But one of the hallmark signs of this system is that you do a hands-on treatment So let's say in a very simple analogy for what we're talking about today with cervical radiculopathy, maybe it hurts for you to turn your neck to the Mm -hmm. right. That causes pain down your arm. We might try a uh, mobilization or manual therapy technique. Have you sit back up, turn your head to the right. Does it hurt down your arm? No, it doesn't. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm a pretty simple guy. (laughs) If if we do a treatment technique and you can turn and doesn't hurt anymore, I'm going to consider that a success. <laughs> We're going to do some more of that. Move on. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a really cool hands-on, um, you know, way to look at things with this test retest. Um, and it really is great because it yields a lot of patient buy-in and the patients go, well, yeah, that, that worked. Yeah. You know, it's not hard to see that helped. Yep. And so I think it um, breeds a lot more commitment from the patient on the treatment program. Okay. You know, if you say, hey, we just got your arm to feel better with turning your neck. I need you to do these exercises at home until you see me next to keep it better. Mm-hmm. That really, really helps them. And then we'll progress the next time you're in here with something else. That's just right. Just because you're sending them home with homework doesn't mean that you're not going to keep coming back. Correct. Exactly. Because we have to adapt, adjust, and modify the, that program. There you go. So one of the cool things about this article, like I said, is they're very forthcoming in all the techniques they used, and they're very specific. Um, so, again, there'll be a link to this, um, but we have gone over all these techniques in our Con Ed courses okay. at Oxford, and it's pretty cool to see the techniques that we're learning are being used in research and okay. being used effectively. So it's not like old news. No. it's. I mean, it's it's neat how we're proving our theories. Yeah. You know, so they they show the specific thoracic mobilizations and manipulations that yielded the progress and like i said these are ones we we went over just as recently as last winter in our con ed courses okay yeah so those manipulations and things like you're meaning like what maybe like a chiropractor would do like 
twisting and turning your body, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a manipulation. Yeah. And, you know, uh, chiropractors and physical therapists both share techniques. Yeah. And, you know, we can do manipulation as well. Um, they they might practice it uh, more exclusively and do a lot more manipulation um, where we might use less manipulation, more exercise, in more stretching, more with, mobilization, yeah. kind of in conjunction with other things. Yeah. But, yeah, you might see these same techniques. But um, for the students out there listening, you probably have figured it out by oh, now. Okay. But, you know, if you're treating a patient and your typical treatment or what you've been doing has plateaued, and they have cervical radiculopathy, we really need to be looking at the thoracic spine, and uh, we really need to be doing hands-on mobilization manipulation techniques. Okay, that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, just doing exercise alone uh, is probably not going to be strong enough to uh, yield the improvement that we're looking for. And this article does a great job of laying out kind of uh, the couple of techniques, the manipulations, mobilizations that would be probably most uh, beneficial or the first line treatments you'd want to go to. Is this something that maybe dry needling also like helps? Yeah, so uh, certainly a good complement would be dry needling to cervical radiculopathy, any really nerve irritation. Um, It wasn't something that they looked at in this article. Um, They weren't doing needling uh, for these patients at all. So it's kind of a variable that you know, uh, wasn't evaluated, but I could theorize that if you did what they did, treating the thoracic spine for cervical radiculopathy and added dry needling, you could even see progress even quicker. Look at me. Yeah. (laughs) I only ask because, you know, on this podcast, we've talked about my texting thumb a lot. Right. And I've gotten dry needling for it quite a few times. Yeah. Let's just say routinely. Okay. And they don't just put it in my thumb. Right. All the way, whoever does it, usually it's Marie, shout out. But she puts it all the way like in my elbow and like up on top of my shoulder because yep. that's where it, the it's chain all is. connected, right? <laughs> the hip bone's connected, connected to the yeah. leg bone. <laughs> yeah. So when you see your skeletons at Halloween, you can yeah, remember. You that's know, actually the, great. The bones in the middle of the back there can affect the neck. And in order to have a good, healthy neck, we have to have movement between our shoulder blades and this article proves if uh, if it's not moving well and there's pain with it, addressing that with hands-on physical therapy, manual therapy at Oxford can make a difference. That's awesome. I really hope that you don't go around to Halloween decorations and saying, oh, the femur is cracking Yeah, up. no, I won't do that. <laughs> I'll allow, allow like <laughs> medical students to do that, but yeah. just in everyday life, no. let's keep it off the Halloween decorations. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, I think that sums it up, right? That's right. Awesome. You guys have a great rest of uh, October. Oh, we'll see you in the next time. That's right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.